0: Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Baby. You need just say it's time. Coming to you now from the largest studio ever constructed. Trying to control this thing is kind of like trying to make oatmeal cry. It's like trying to use the president's mouth to make out with God's middle name. It's like trying to stir diarrhea with your dog's sense of humor. <laughs> Vent lab. It is- Gentlemen, yeah, I can hear it.
1: <coughs> Wait, are, what was nope. that? You introing or? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I went to take a drink while the intro was playing, and it went. <coughs> it went way down the wrong pipe. Okay, let's try this one again. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode uh 208.
1: 208!
0: The Vent Lab Podcast. Yep, still alive, still breathing, barely at this point,
1: but <laughs> I think that's gonna be my favorite intro ever.
0: Dude, that water, man, you gotta watch out. It'll <laughs> it, it'll get you.
1: I was so <laughs> confused in what was happening. <laughs>
0: I, 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 choking on water is not something that's like out of the ordinary for me, but I, it's been a while since I have choked that hard on water.
1: Now that was like the man belch and the hiccup all like rolled in.
0: I, I couldn't get it out, dude. It was like it all it all it wasn't like a little bit of water went down the wrong pipe it was like it went straight through Like i had a funnel i was i was a little concerned for
1: your life when you stopped making any noise at all (laughs)
0: uh yeah well i i am alive um and you're alive too and i'm
1: alive too which is good nathan and i are recording in separate locations tonight so we we did not record this uh in front of a live studio audience.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Yes, there's some sickness in the Crockett household, and we wanted to protect Nathan. Uh, had no idea, though, that by trying to protect you, I was putting your life in danger by allowing you to drink alone.
0: Uh, yeah, it, drinking alone is a dangerous thing. Uh, I think I think we all know <laughs> that, but we never really know just how dangerous it is.
1: When you're by yourself, you should never drink water. You could drown. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, listen, I've been drinking coffee uh, all day, and I have not
1: no problems had at all. any
0: issues. Yeah.
1: I mean, but your bones water, have been you. shaking, but, you know, you can still well, breathe.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, Rebecca. So I uh, I, I was being uh, an adult today.
1: Oh, really? And I
0: got up and started, I you know, took a shower or whatever. Made myself some breakfast, and then I started making myself some coffee.
1: Uh Uh-huh. That sounds like a good start.
0: Yeah. Well, before I even drank any coffee, whenever I was thinking about making coffee, my bones started shaking. And now I'm wondering (laughs) if I have like some Pavlovian It's all in the head.
1: All in the head now. Yeah. No, my son has a cold right now, or he's sick, and- Like my husband and I are both like, are we sick or do we, are we just having sympathy pains? Like we can't tell if we're actually sick or not.
0: Yeah. It's the mind is a powerful thing, you know?
1: Yeah. So you, you did not actually put the coffee to your lips yet before your bone started shaking.
0: Right. I started getting that feeling. But here's the crazy thing is after drinking it, and I was worried at that point. I was like, oh, boy, if I'm feeling like this before I even start. <laughs> Just
1: by inhaling the odors of caffeine, my bones are yeah. already shaking.
0: Maybe I shouldn't. But I went ahead and I drank two cups because that's You took what the I risk ate. anyway. And uh, I feel fine. No bones shaking here.
1: No bones shaking, but you now have the the awful side effect of not being able to drink water.
0: That. Is true, which is not a great trade off. I like coffee, yeah. but that's not a good trade off. But coffee
1: has water, so just drink coffee consistently, and you'll have your water intake.
0: That's true. I would also have to get wooden teeth because the ones <laughs> in my mouth would rot out.
1: Okay, Nathan, I want to jump straight to this because I got to have like a meet and greet with several of our Vent Lab family on Sunday. Night.
0: Dude, I was I was so jealous of you.
1: Were you really? Yeah, I was. Okay, so I didn't I didn't actually plan on hanging out with any of our Vent Lab family because I didn't know they were going to be in the same place I was.
0: Yeah, it just happens to be like that with stalkers, man. You never okay. know where they're going to be. You know? Are ever you plan saying that I'm a stalker? stalker?
1: Like I'm stalking all of our Vent Lab family, <laughs> and yeah. I found out where they were all going to be, and I was like, I'm showing up there.
0: This is my chance.
1: No, here's what happened on. I'm going to go way back on Thursday of last week. I got an email from work saying they had two club tickets to the Chiefs um, wildcard game on Sunday night and that we could enter to win. And my husband happened to be sitting with me in the studio when I got that email. And I jokingly said, you want to go to the Chiefs game Sunday? And he was like, are you kidding? And I was like, well. I mean, I'm going to submit my name, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) And then Friday, I kind of forgot about it. Six Foot Sam Stevie texts me and he's like, oh, my gosh, you won the tickets. And I was like, wait, what? So immediately I'm scrambling. I'm looking for an email that says that I won the tickets and I'm not finding it. So I'm texting Sam, like, how do you know? What? Wh- who told you? And, and so he sends me a screenshot of the email that for some reason I just hadn't received yet. So I find out from Sam that I win the tickets. He's immediately like, can I be your plus one? <laughs> and I was like, sorry, Sam. Well, actually, I didn't even answer him. I ran straight upstairs screaming for my husband. He was taking a nap. And he thought, like, somebody died. There's a major emergency or something. He flew out of bed so fast. And you know how he like tries to pretend that he's awake when he's definitely not awake.
0: Yeah. Which like, why? Why do you even attempt?
1: Right? Like what? It's okay that you're asleep. I'm not judging you for it. Anyway, he's like, what? What? What's what's going on? I was like, we won the tickets. We're going to the chase game. Like I am losing my mind. I'm shaking like armpit sweat, like crazy. Jeez. Like, my eyes turned into, like, googly eyes. I mean, oh. we were, like, jumping up and down, screaming. And then my daughter came running down the hallway, and she's like, what's wrong? I, in our house at this point, we assume any loud noise means there's something wrong. Um. Anyway, she's like, oh, you guys won? I don't get to go? Who cares? And then she walked back to her room. Anyway, we are super excited about it. So the tickets also gave me a free parking pass, which I was like, dude, Parking's like 50 bucks, so like yeah. that's that's a gift right there. And then I found out I had club seats, which meant nothing to me because I've literally never been to an NFL football game. I've been to a high school football game. That's it. I had no idea what that meant. And Sam's like, no, that's really good. And I'm like, but what does that mean? And he's like, <laughs> those are the expensive seats. Like those are really good. I actually like had to- in the l- suite? Well, no, it's not in no? the suite. So no. here's what I've what I discovered. So the club seats, they're they're more expensive. They're also padded. You have a nice. you have a separate entrance. Like you have to show your tickets to get onto this level. And when you go in, it's like, I don't know, like you're walking into a country club. Like it's really fancy. And they've got fireplace is a nice food establishments and everything is temperature controlled, which when it's 30 degrees means that it was heated. The restrooms were like club level restrooms. Like they had the paper towels and the little trays and they had like French looking soap and hand lotion. This is at the stadium. Like I didn't know that this existed. Like Nathan I've told you this before, but I grew up super poor and you don't realize like how poor you are until you show up to an event where there's a lot of people with money and you're like so uncomfortable. You don't know what to do because you've never experienced this level of money before. And that's like where I was at. Like I was like, why are we in a separate entrance? Like I kept thinking we're doing something wrong. Like we're not allowed to go here, are we? So we're pretty blown away by the fact that we have club tickets and we are exploring all of our options. Well, we go down to our seats because we've got to see what our seats are like. We we're so excited that our seats were padded that we FaceTimed with my husband's parents to show them how amazing this was.
0: These are <laughs> so like, weird.
1: The people around us had to be like, okay, this is their first time. Yes, it was my first time. I didn't know that people lived like this. I didn't know that you watched games like this. Like, I didn't know this was an option in the stadium. But it gets better. So, um, one of our Vent Lab family members, Web Bixby, sends me a message on Facebook and says, Hey, where are you sitting at? I'm at the game too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Web is here. I have the opportunity to possibly meet Webb Bixby in person. And so he says, I'm in suite so-and-so. And I'm like, wait, you're in a suite? Okay, and he's like, come by and visit me. And so uh, my husband and I, we after we were done showing our, our parents that we had padded seats, we went to go visit Webb and his family in his suite. And his family was amazing. Like, and Webb was amazing. Like, he's just as nice as he is in all of his texts that he (laughs) sends
0: to us. Dude, I'm so jealous.
1: (laughs) I I, I told him that you were jealous.
0: I I was not and still am not jealous that you got to go to the football game. I couldn't care less. But the Mm -hmm. fact that you got to meet some of our listeners, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I got to meet Webb's wife, his son, his mother-in-law. We stood and talked to them for a while, got to know them a little bit. And then we're like, okay, well, we're going to go back to our seats and watch the game. We were probably like 15 minutes from the game starting. And I definitely didn't want to miss kickoff or like the national anthem. I did not want to miss that. There was somebody from American Idol singing. I don't know who it was, but they did a really great job. Anyway, so we're sitting in our seats, and six-foot Sam Stevie, who asked to be my plus one eight times before I finally said, Sam, I am not taking you. I'm taking my husband, obviously. Like, what are you thinking? He texts me, and it says, where are you sitting at? I'm like, I'm in this section. Why, where are you? And he's like, I'm in the Odyssey suite, which, let me translate for you, Nathan, Entercom. The company mm-hmm. that used to own KMBZ, they changed their name to Odyssey. And they have a suite, which I was unaware of, Um, at, you know, the stadium. Wait,
0: hold on. You said used to own KMBZ? Well,
1: they still own it. They just changed their name. So gotcha. if, I just Entercom owned it. Now it's called Odyssey that owns it.
0: Right, but the company still owns KBZ.
1: Yeah, so Sam's like, I'm in the suite, come see me. And I'm like, okay, so this clown was trying to steal my plus one. Meanwhile, he had tickets, and he's in the suite? What game is he playing here? So I've got probably 10 minutes before kickoff, which I didn't want to miss, but I also don't want to miss seeing the Odyssey suite. So I I book it to the suite. Sam lets me in, and... Sam, uh, he's got all these in's. Like, I don't know how he knows the people he knows and gets into the places he gets in. Anyway, apparently Dana Wright on the Dana Parks show had an extra ticket and asked Sam if he wanted to go with her. So she brought Sam. So I get there, so it's Dana Wright, Scott Parks and his fiance, and Sam in the suite. Our general manager is in the suite. Um, other people that work at Odyssey, like salespeople, and then like some clients. Anyway, suddenly I'm thrust into being introduced to all of these people that I've never met at Odyssey, like because we've, you know, been out of the, the station for like two years. I've been working from home. So anyway, I got introduced to a lot of people. And then Roxanne, our general manager, she's like, hey, you know, you don't have to leave. You can just stay in the suite. Well, then I was conflicted because I'm like, the suite is pretty sweet. There's also free food there, which we made the mistake of buying food at the concession, not knowing we would have all these options for free food and drinks. And I was like, well, we've got really good seats on the 50 yard line. So I really want to go back to my seat. So we at And I like prepared big time for the cold weather, so I didn't want to waste like all the time I spent preparing for that. So we did go back to our seats. Sam had seats as well someplace else that they went and sat at. So none of us stayed in the Odyssey suite. But I was planning to go back if I got cold. So go back to my seat. We're watching the game. Our seats are amazing. It's cool. It's actually really cool. It was freezing. And I started getting really cold.
0: This sorry. This this sounds like <clears throat> this sounds like. Um. Like like if you were in high school, okay, and there was like, like a, like your group of friends was having a birthday party at a pizza place. Uh huh. And you weren't invited, but your family just happened to be going to that pizza place that evening. Yeah. And then you get there and they're like, oh my gosh, you're, oh, you're here. Ha- I'm so glad you were able to make it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Anyway. If, hey, by the way, um, you can stay, like you can hang out. You can be a part of the birthday party if you want. You know, you don't have to go back to your family if you don't want to. You can, you can hang out with us. We're your friends. And you're like, uh, I don't know. This sounds kind of awkward. I'll just go back.
1: Um, it also felt that way. It doesn't just seem that way.
0: I'm going to go ahead and call you out and say that you didn't go back to your (laughs) seat because you were prepared for the cold. You went back to your seat out of spite.
1: Um, no, I didn't. It wasn't out of spite, but I did feel a little awkward and didn't want to overstay my welcome.
0: Dude, screw those guys. I would have grabbed as much free food as possible, and then.
1: Oh, I'm just... not done telling my story yet. All
0: right, all right, all right, all right.
1: Um, I did have to stop and ask Sam because all the food was like lined up along the wall, and there was a lot of food, and it looked good. And I looked at Sam and I whispered to him, "Can I eat this?" Because there was also a basket of like candy and stuff too. Like there was lots of stuff. Like this was pretty cool. And Sam like laughs and he's like, yeah, you can have whatever you wanted. Like, that's how poor I w- I was, am not. Um, I am not that's a
0: poor mindset.
1: I am not wealthy. I have a lot more money than I grew up with, though. But I don't have that much money. I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> Dude, and so he- as soon as he gave me the go ahead to get food, I loaded up my plate and I took it back to my seat. So, and our seats were really, really great. Great vantage point and everything. Really into the game. So, about halftime, I guess it was exactly at a halftime. They were setting up the field for um, Tech Nine to play, and I was like, well. "Tech Nine was there?" Yeah. And I was they right. were, they were playing the halftime show. And so I was like, "Well, let let's go back to the suite, and then maybe we'll watch the halftime show in the suite." So I head back to the seat suite. Roxanne, our general manager is a very, very kind and easy to talk to human being. So like she starts talking to me right away and she like starts walking me around and introducing me to everybody and I'm eating food while I'm talking to everybody. Like I'm Nathan, I was living it up. Like that was it. Was pretty amazing. And then they're like, "Yeah, come sit out here in our special padded seats that are right outside." Oh, and they had their own private bathroom, and a, a coat rack, and like this little kitchen area. And there was free cokes and water. There was also alcohol, but I didn't have any of that. I I I drank a lot of non alcoholic drinks. I ate a lot of food.
0: You I, have some soda.
1: Yes, I was. It- we got one, one of those souvenir cups at the concession stand when we didn't know we had free options. Uh-huh. And so we kept taking the cans of Coke out of the fridge and refilling our Dude,
0: souvenir cup. Gosh.
1: But then, you know, Scott and Dana, and they all came back from, from their seats, and so we all, like, hung out together and watched, you know, most of the rest of the game. Well, then, Nathan, it gets even better. Because Angel Garcia, who is also part of the Vent Lab family, texted me and he was like, hey, where are you sitting? I'm sitting here. And I was like, oh my gosh, Uh, let's let's meet up. I want to see you. So here's the deal. Angel had really good seats down um, that was like close to the field. But he did not have the tickets to allow him to get up to my club level. So I had to go meet Angel where he was.
0: You had to stoop down. Yeah, to his level.
1: Um no, he had really good seats. Like <laughs> he, he was really close to the field. However, getting to where he was at, I had to walk through like, like the bowels of the ship. The, there, okay, in Titanic, there's a scene where Rose goes down to where Jack stays and they're in the hallway and there's like rats running through the hallways. And, you know, lots of, like, fights happening. And that's what it was like going down to the lower level of the stadium. Like, I had, like I said, I've literally never been to a game before. I had no idea what to expect or anything. I walked in a private entrance to, like, this carpeted, soft music playing, fireplaces, bathrooms with lotion in them. And then I go to meet Angel and it's like strong smell of beer, lots of fights happening. Like I had to navigate around the fights and it was cold. Like it wasn't temperature controlled and it was just concrete. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's two different classes here. Like
0: people live like this. (laughs) Disgusting.
1: I was thinking, no, these are more my people. Like I know how to, I know how to behave in this environment. It's the environment upstairs that I'm like, I don't know how to behave here. Like that's out of my league, but I really like it. I'm really enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I want to go back up to where those people are that I don't know how to to live with. But I knew I knew how to participate with the people where I was getting ready to go meet Angel at. Anyway, meet up with Angel. We talk for a little bit. It's almost the fourth quarter, or I think we were in the fourth quarter. We take pictures together, and then I head back upstairs. I get back up to the Odyssey suite. There's like, four people there. Like, everybody left because apparently when you're obviously winning a game, you dip early so you avoid the parking fiasco. Uh, but this being yeah. my, my first ever game – I didn't want to leave early. Like I wanted to experience the full thing, even if that meant having to deal with the parking fiasco. And it was a parking fiasco. Just walking to the car was a fiasco because you had to try to funnel into this tunnel. And like, Oh, we were, we were in there tight, like sardines. Like I had a mask on, but I was like, we're getting COVID. Like this is, this is too tight. We were in open air Kind of we were in a tunnel, but it was kind of it was cold air anyway. But man, we were in there real tight and there is like if, if you got separated from the person you were with, there was no use trying to find them. You were just shuffling through. sometimes your feet weren't even touching the ground because you were like all squished together so tightly. <sighs> anyway, took us a while to get out of there. It was a fantastic night. I loved every single moment of it. It was amazing. It was a gift.
0: Good. I'm glad you enjoyed your time there.
1: Yeah. And I wish I could have met up with more people because like later on Facebook, I saw a bunch of other people there that we knew. And I was like, Oh, I I honestly don't know if I would have had time to like meet everybody because I missed a lot of the game because I kept talking to people. And I want to say I don't like talking, but I'm on a podcast and the radio, but like I did really want to see the game. But I was really excited to talk to a lot of people. So, Oh, we also went back and saw Webb again because we just wanted to see him one more time before we left because that was a lot of fun. And we just wanted to say thank you for him inviting us to his suite. He has an awesome suite and an awesome family. (laughs) And Webb's pretty awesome. I think I already said that. But it was great. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that.
0: That's all. Yeah, I'm 20, Still not jealous about the game.
1: Twenty four minutes in, and all I've done is talk about the game.
0: Uh, it's I mean, that's a big deal, you know. Not <laughs> that was only did so you go to fun. your first ever game, but you were in like the suite and everything. I feel like that's kind of the radio experience, though. Is like you, you go from having never done something to doing it. Like,
1: I guess because like sometimes for uh, like concerts, like we end up like backstage. Yeah. Like, uh, for yeah. King and Country the first time that we got to hang out with them, like that was a, a pretty cool experience. But then we went to the, their Christmas concert. And by then we'd already become friends with their dad, who's also their manager. And so we're at the Christmas concert and I text their dad and he's like, Hey, come back and talk to me um, during inter- intermission. And I'm like, who, wh- who are we? why do we get to do this? This is pretty incredible. Okay,
0: You know, I mean, if if we have time, all right, Mr. Smallbone, (laughs) know your place.
1: (laughs) And I've always been, you know, like, I haven't had very much money. Most of my life, I have not had very much money. And so going to concerts and stuff was kind of just like, that's out of the budget. It's not happening. And so being able to afford to do that now is... Like, a, it's, that's a really nice thing, but working for a radio station and getting a lot of these really cool opportunities and not even having to pay for it is pretty spectacular. It's a job perk.
0: It's a job perk. <clears throat> yeah, I had never even been to a concert until I worked for radio.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd been to a concert. Not very many, though. I'd been to concerts, like, because our church youth ministry went to concerts. Right. So it wasn't ever like I chose who I was going to go see. It was, I, I was going, we were taking the youth ministry to whatever like big Christian concert. And usually that was like winter jam or something like that, that we were going to. And they were cool. But like, it's really cool when it's like an artist that you really, really like, and then you get to go see them and then you get like a backstage experience. Like a radio backstage experience, which means it's not you're just taking a picture with them. Sometimes you get to like hang out and talk with them for a while.
0: Yeah. And chill and then eat all their leftover snacks (laughs) after they leave.
1: And take home food for the family for like a week because there's so much leftover food. And get free merch. Taylor Swift concert. We got free merch from that. And that was pretty spectacular. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got I got Taylor Swift merch from a concert I didn't even go to. <laughs> Just left over.
1: Yep. Those those are those are job perks right there.
0: Yeah. Um, you know,
1: a lot of people get bonuses like, you know, like $20,000 bonuses and stuff. We we get to see concerts, so it's like a you know.
0: Yeah. Same thing. Other other radio job perks include um Getting underpaid, <laughs> um, having to um, convince everybody around you, or rather your higher-ups, that you do, in fact, do your job and you do it well enough that you could work somewhere else and they should pay you better, but then accepting the fact that they never will.
1: I don't think those are job perks.
0: Um, uh. Other job perks include
1: All right. So um, here's a company that is doing it right. Uh, lace potato chips.
0: I don't know if that's a good transition. <laughs> doing it oh, right is really
1: Where's the transition button? Now I have to run the buttons and I don't know if I know where everything is.
0: Should be under EP specific and it's like <laughs> the middle right.
1: Um that's called a transition, if you never see what there it is. I found it yeah okay so lays uh, reveals new potato chips made from potatoes grown in dirt taken from NFL stadiums so if you are a chiefs fan or any other fan of other NFL teams but why would you be um, you you could possibly win a bag of potato chips grown in in, in dirt from from the field of your favorite NFL team.
0: Well, let's not get carried away. Uh, <laughs> grown, grown in, in dirt- a
1: portion, of <laughs> grown in a handful <laughs> of dirt.
0: They they go to the stadium and they take the the dirt from the turf, and then they sprinkle that on the crops while they're growing. And then they they tell you, "Oh, this came from." the chief stadium. This was grown in the dirt from the chief stadium. Yeah. I mean, and it grew around that.
1: I mean, how are they going to even prove that happened?
0: Well, I don't think they can, which I, I'm sure they're really, really banking on.
1: Yeah. But they do design the bags specific for each team. That being said, they aren't just for sale in stores. You have to actually win these limited edition bags. Um, I believe there's 5,800 bags available yeah. with all of the NFL teams.
0: You so have to sign I sign mean, up for it. It's really weird, man. It, I know it's just like a marketing thing, but it's like a that
1: genius one... marketing thing, though. That's what I was saying, like a company who's doing it right, because every single person who, like, is crazy about their NFL team is going to tweet about these Lay's potato chips. Lay's is going to be mentioned a million times, more than a million times. And they really didn't have to go do a whole lot of extra effort to get this much promotion.
0: You know how like a super famous person can raise the value of an item by signing it, by putting their name on it. Yes. Yes. Or even, like, perfume. You can raise the value of a perfume if you get a celebrity to endorse it. Mm -hmm. This is Lay's doing that, but, like, like it's not even...
1: It's not even the NFL endorsed, but it's, like, they're just putting the the team name on it.
0: They're literally being like, oh, these aren't... No, these are Chief's potato chips. So they're super fancy. And you know that these are going to be on the aftermarket for, like... $1,300. $1,300. Oh, per yeah. Bag. These
1: are going to be major collector's editions. You're not just yeah. opening and eating these chips,
0: which is just a little slimy because that's exactly what they're hoping for. Like, they're just.
1: I don't think they'll be out, slimy. They'll probably be dry, just like normal chips. I don't know why you'd think they'd be slimy.
0: Well, uh, I mean, you got to think about what's in that NFL dirt. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Depends uh, on go, what go team it to, is. Am I right? Go back. <laughs>
1: Is go back the to Patriots? the
0: part of your story where you talked about going to the lower levels and everything that you saw and everything that you smelled. Um, and That's then take all true. that. That's
1: true. A guy just like standing the there peeing. Like he didn't even take the time to go to the bathroom. It was the that, bowels of the ship, Nathan.
0: I, I'm i telling you, dude, that like whenever they're like, yeah, it's... um. It's, it's got the flavor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You, uh, you mean the Kansas City Chiefs fans that are <laughs> peeing in the corner? It's got that taste because I don't want that taste. Nobody wants that taste.
1: Yeah, good thing nobody's going to eat them because they are just most likely going to be for show and making yep. money. True. Okay, something incredibly fun happened today during my anchoring shift. And this doesn't normally happen, especially during the pandemic. Like there has not been fun news for a while, but this one was really fun. And if you live in Missouri, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because you got an Amber Alert issue today.
0: <laughs> oh, was, oh, that is so fun. I'm so glad you got that.
1: Up. But it was, it was like a Batman signal because the bat signal was sent out to all Missouri residents. No, the Joker did not hack Missouri's emergency alert system. Um, everybody received an Amber Alert for Gotham City, Missouri, looking for a purple and green 1978 Dodge 3700 GT Missouri license plate. You kid me. That actually mm. happened today. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, shall we? Oh, sorry, not that one.
0: Joker. What no the joke is here. I'm totally innocent.
1: Yeah, it was not the Joker. The Missouri State Highway Patrol confirming the Batman-esque alert was believed to be a training mix-up. I have the official press release here explaining what happened. Um they incorrectly selected the wrong option sending the test to everybody instead of just one person.
0: I kind of figured that's what happened. Could have been worse, though. Could have been, um, could have been a warning telling everybody that a missile was on its way. Oh
1: my gosh! In Hawaii, and my sister was there. That was absolutely horrible. She's there with her family and her two little boys, and she said that her and her husband went and sat next to them and just let them sleep because they didn't want to wake them up to tell them they were about to die. Like that was a huge mistake. This one was hilarious, and who who typed up this text? Like, this is funny. That's a funny text. <laughs> Gotham City, Missouri, looking for a purple-green 1978 Dodge 3700 GT. Missouri license plate, you kid
0: me. Probably just some... Uh...
1: Batman fan?
0: Yeah, yeah, Batman fan. <laughs> just a... Uh... Just a police academy trainer. Okay. I was just trying to make things fun.
1: You know, when you make a mistake at work, you know, like you feel like that feeling of heat come over you Uh and, and nervousness. And imagine how this person felt when they realized they selected the wrong button and sent out this text to absolutely everybody This is like like when you're complaining about your boss and you accidentally send your boss that text. I imagine it was somewhere around that same feeling.
0: Yeah. Uh, You got to have like a sense of humor.
1: You do, but does your boss? True. Like I'm wondering, did this person get in trouble or were they just like, eh, it happens. Great test message, by the way.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? Let's look on the bright side. That was a really good test message. And it worked.
1: They were quick to, to like tweet out, uh, false alarm. <laughs> you can stop looking for the purple and green dodge now.
0: <laughs> whichever whichever police um office, police force It police? was
1: the Missouri State Highway Patrol.
0: Thank you. Anyway, whichever police organization first like started being sarcastic on social media
1: Oh, it was, re- was really
0: like just a hu- that was a that was a turning point for mankind
1: it that was, was. it became point. like so entertaining and like one of my favorite things is like restaurants who mean tweet each other like when they get in like their their tweeting wars yeah that's really fun you know, because you know, they're not really being mean to each other; it's just in good fun, and you know, it gets a lot of good response. Another th- another great marketing scheme.
0: I, I think probably whenever you think of that specifically, restaurants mean tweeting and stuff, you probably think of Wendy's, right?
1: Yeah, they're pretty good at their mean tweets.
0: Um, I I was watching a YouTube video recently that was showing the most hated companies, mm-hmm. um, in different like. Uh, countries and stuff like that. And Wendy's was one of the most hated in like Australia and somewhere else. And both areas that hated Wendy's didn't actually have Wendy's.
1: I was going to say, but not for like their tweets, right? It's because their food is not great.
0: No, I think it's because, well, like I said, they didn't have a Wendy's, so they didn't have their food to go off of. I think they legitimately just didn't like Wendy's because of their online presence.
1: Oh, I like Wendy's that's all they for have that. To go like, off, I don't like so Wendy's for eat. their food, but I like their online presence. And so, I mean, I'm still not going to choose them first, but I might reconsider it because I like their online presence.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I wouldn't consider it just because of the online presence, but I don't think their food is bad, but I'm not going to not go. Um, I don't think their food is great either. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. But the the tests or the like stats for that video came from Twitter of like the most
1: It probably came com- from the ones that were battled the most by Wendys.
0: Well, the way they depicted what um, companies were hated in what countries were was by looking at how people are mentioning them. In tweets and all, all, all of the times that like Wendy's was mentioned in Australia, was like mostly negative.
1: Now I'm thinking Burger King conducted the study and was like, "Yep, this is how we're gonna get them back."
0: Wendy's is
1: the least liked in this study.
0: Guys, uh, you better stop mean tweeting. Wendy's, am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, super weird, but anyway, Burger King sucks. Wendy's is fine. That's all I'm really trying to get at here.
1: Was that on your computer or mine?
0: It was on both, actually.
1: Oh, did we get a Discord alert?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it was your brother saying thanks for letting us know that we're not going to be live tonight.
0: We do like to keep people informed. Mm -hmm. Only whenever it's convenient for us, though.
1: Hey, but we still did the show tonight, even though we could have canceled it. We did. We went above and beyond.
0: Right. Yeah. And recorded from separate locations. You're welcome.
1: Though Nathan did offer to walk me through um, streaming it. And I was like, I just, I mean, that might be more than I can take on right now.
0: Dude, sometimes you hit that mental capacity, that limit.
1: That's where I'm at, where I was like, it might be just too much stress. It might just throw me over the edge, and then, yeah. you know, it's not going to happen. And we almost lost you at the beginning of this, you know, when you choked on that water.
0: Dude, could you imagine if I actually died then? How bad would have you felt?
1: Well, I invited you to still come over at your own risk, so that was kind of on you.
0: Oh, so you, you would have been like, I told, I told him, that dummy.
1: Yeah, you should have have risked getting choked. Then you wouldn't have choked and died. It's true. Mm -hmm.
0: I would have felt so dumb if I choked and died instead of just coming over and and not (laughs) drinking alone.
1: (laughs) Not drinking alone. Okay, you sent me an article of this little boy in Toronto Mm -hmm. um, that had to scoop the snow on a snow day. It and, you know growing up, I remember going door to door and like helping neighbors out, like shoveling their lawn because you're young and you have a good back and you know you've got nothing better to do.
0: Bro, I've never had a good back. I was just young.
1: Okay. Well, this little boy, um, I it seems that he was forced to do it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play his audio here. Okay.
0: Okay. If you didn't have a machine to help you move the snow, you probably found it a bit. Tiring, a snow day turned into a work day for Carter Trizzolo. I really wish I was in school right now. (laughs) Trizzolo was clearing snow around not just his house but also doing it
1: for my neighbors, friends,
0: probably people I even
1: don't know. Poor kid. Probably even that. people I don't know. <laughs> Every
0: morsel of my body feels that. <laughs>
1: yes. And he looks like the kid from like a Christmas story. He's got the glasses and his stocking cap and he's all bundled up. And yeah, this, this news station just happened to stop by and, and interview him. And he just put on a show <sighs> proving how horrible his day was. I wish I was in school. Like,
0: I wish I was in school.
1: You know, when, <laughs> I would say you do know, but you don't because you were homeschooled. So everybody's going to just have to trust my opinion on this. Um, when you wake up on a snow day and find out you don't have school, like the glorious feeling of I get to sleep in and do whatever I want today. But then when your parents guilt you into going and scooping the driveways of all of your neighbors, ugh. Not, not what you were looking forward to. I Um, was never able to sleep in on snow days though, because like we had, so back in my day, I had to get up really, really early in the morning and listen to the radio so I could (laughs) hear in alphabetical order if I had a snow day or not. And like, If your school still hadn't called in yet, you had to wait till it went all the way back around in alphabetical order to know whether your school was getting called. And this was like at 6 a.m. So then you find out, you know, okay, you finally listen to like 15 rounds of the list of school closures. Your school gets called. You're wide awake now. And you're so excited that you don't have to go to school that you can't sleep. But that's okay because you have the day off.
0: To go play in the snow. Yeah. Or, or sc- since you're already awake, uh. you go and uh shovel the snow for your neighbors.
1: You know, I I may have failed in this area as a parent, but on my kids' snow days, I never made them do anything. I was never like, "Oh, today you're going to you're going to have chores to do all day or great, today's a good day to catch up on that schoolwork you were behind on. Or, no, like I I desired so much to have a snow day that I was like, when I have kids, I'm going to let them have the day. I'm not going to make them do anything at all. <sighs> and yeah, I did. I think you definitely fail as
0: a parent on that front.
1: Yeah, probably they're yeah. going to end up being like super lazy people. And
0: Yep. live with me for the
1: rest of their lives acting like every day's a snow day (laughs) when I worked for the school I used to be a paraeducator for a high school and when they had snow days I also had a snow day and I would always make chocolate chip cookies so if I thought it was going to snow I made sure I had all the ingredients for chocolate chip cookies and you know around lunchtime when the kids were finally getting out of bed um They would wake up to the smell of chocolate chip cookies and then we would always go sledding. It was delightful.
0: I wish wish Grant loved me like you love your kids. (laughs) You could wake up to the
1: smell of chocolate chip cookies.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a snow day. I'll be honest. It could be any day. I mean, Grant
1: gets home at like 1030 in the morning. It's perfect timing for him to get home you know, clean up, tidy things up a little bit, throw some cookies in the oven, make you a sandwich and cut it in triangles.
0: Thank you. Oh, dude. Okay, wait, hold on. How much time wait, do we have?
1: What? Uh, We have 15 minutes.
0: 15, okay, perfect, perfect. I have a story. Okay. All right. Because you said Grant making a sandwich, and it, it reminded me. Okay. So Grant works for the KMBZ Morning Show. He is the board op. And so he gets up around, I think his alarm goes off at like 3.20. And so he gets up, takes a shower, gets ready to go, uh, peruses the internet until he leaves about 4. And one of the things that he does before leaving is he always makes himself lunch and he always makes a sandwich. Um, Now, Grant and I, we buy different groceries. It just makes it easier to, you know tell whose is whose and we always buy different brands of bread and grant always buys the same two brands of bread and there has been multiple times living here that there will be a loaf or a half a loaf of bread in our fridge for like a month or two at a time Mm -hmm. and i always have to bring it up to grant and like dude what are you gonna do with this bread because he'll buy more bread He'll buy more bread while that bread is in the fridge.
1: Is it kind so of dude, like the chips on top of my fridge?
0: Yes, it's exactly like that. Okay, like okay. he'll go grocery shopping and and he'll just buy more bread. And he never – he if, if the bread enters the fridge, he doesn't eat it. Because every time I bring it up to him, he's like, oh, I thought that was your bread. I thought that was your <laughs> bread. I'm like, no, dude. I, no. No, this is not my bread. Uh, and that's happened multiple times in the past – the the, uh, nine months that we've lived here less than that um but recently same thing happened there's a half a loaf of bread in our fridge he went and he bought a different loaf and was like halfway through the new loaf and i'm sitting there eating lunch one day and he reaches into the fridge and he grabs out the half a loaf of bread and he's like is this yours it's like no that's not mine. Grant, that's never been mine. Not only is that not the brand I buy, but I've never, since we've lived here, put bread in the fridge a single time.
1: Come on, Grant. What's wrong with you?
0: He's like, well, I didn't put it in the fridge. I was like, you definitely put it in what? the fridge. Who dude. put it He's in He's like, the... no. You He's have like, somebody put...
1: sneaking into your apartment Yeah. And putting bread in your fridge. Our
0: landlord is pre- playing tricks on us. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, I don't put bread in the fridge. I was like, I... I don't put bread in the fridge, Grant. That is your bread, and it inevitably finds its way into the fridge every time. And then he goes and he buys a different loaf because he thinks that's mine, and he's out. And I think I figured it out. Okay. Like I mentioned before, one of the things Grant does each morning is he makes himself a sandwich at, like, 3 Mm a.m. Undoubtedly, he is very tired whenever he's doing that. And I think he sleepishly puts the bread in the fridge whenever he's putting like the lunch meat and all the ingredients in the fridge. And he just
1: doesn't realize he's he's doing it. Like sleep preparing.
0: He's making sandwiches in his sleep (laughs) and he's putting the bread in the fridge and then he totally forgets about it.
1: Can you set up like a hidden camera or something and record (laughs) him doing this?
0: it's like the black and white nighttime camera
1: Yeah, like catch him in the act putting the bread in the fridge
0: i really should have dude i should have thought to set up like a deer cam
1: (laughs) trail cam
0: yeah because he does it every single time a bread cam (laughs) (laughs) and he never realizes it's like grant you you do this every time if you see bread in the fridge from now on just know it's not mine it's always going to be yours
1: but how does like he the, not, like, you guys buy different brands. How does, how is he not, like, catching that?
0: I have no idea. I've realized that he does forget, I think, about what groceries he buys. Um, because he'll buy, like, a bag of chips, and he'll eat out of it, like, once or twice. And then it'll sit on our, our counter. There's a bag, a half bag of barbecue chips that has been sitting on our counter, For probably six months. And we moved in last June or July.
1: And you're just not throwing them away.
0: They're not mine to throw away. They're Grant's. But I don't think he realizes that they're his.
1: He's probably telling somebody else the same story about how you will not throw away those barbecue chips. And he's like, how long is this going to last? I'm going to see how long before he finally throws them away. He's got like a counter going.
0: He he bought a thing of English muffins, and I kid you not, I ate every single one of them because I think he forgot that he bought them. He either forgot that he bought them or he just never felt like eating them. But I was like, this is bread. Like, this is actually going to go bad.
1: Are you and, concerned uh, about your roommate's mental health?
0: No, not at all. He should be concerned about mine. I'm not <laughs> concerned about his one. But
1: you're not the one unknowingly leaving your bread in the fridge and six month old barbecue chips on the counter.
0: Well, true. And I don't think I've ever bought groceries that I then forgot about either. Um, It's just because he's
1: so rich that he's just like, eh, I I don't like refrigerated bread and I'll just keep buying my own like bread again and again and again.
0: Uh, you you say that jokingly, but I think that actually, not that Grant's rich by any means. He works in radio, but <laughs> this is the first time since like college, really, since he's been out of the house, that he is like financially stable to the point where he can not only afford like all the necessities, rent and energy and all that, but he can afford to buy what groceries he wants to, and he can afford the entertainment that he wants to, like. Like, he Grant's, could sit in the
1: club seats at a Chiefs football uh, game.
0: <laughs> well, if KBZ did to do maybe. If he'd uh, get his
1: emails and sign up for it, maybe he could.
0: Maybe. But, um, no, so I think that has part of it because he can now go to a grocery store and he doesn't have to worry too much about, like, okay – What brand of bread do do I get? Is it on sale? Do I have to get the bread that's going to expire literally the next day? Why is this even on the shelf, by the way? Why is that a thing? Because Um, it's cheaper. Like way cheaper.
1: Yeah, but if you're like going to, you know, to eat the loaf of bread like in a day, then yeah, that works. Yeah, but it's
0: bad bread regardless. It's not
1: bad bread. It's just, it's going to expire soon.
0: That's going bad the next day are not are not the people that need to eat a whole loaf immediately. Okay. They're the people that need it to last as long as possible.
1: Well, but, you know, consider if you have a larger family and you go through bread like nobody's business, then that would be an excellent option.
0: You know what? You make a solid point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Grant we doesn't have those to buy people. that bread anymore. Grant doesn't have to buy that bread anymore, and so I think he's just enjoying his grocery freedoms. And he forgets what he buys. He also is working the morning show and has to get up at 3 a.m. every single day. And then on the weekends stays up kind of later. And so it, it's his sleep schedule is constantly shifting. Plus, if he's got to cover the afternoons or something like that, then it's a whole thing.
1: I was thinking the other day about all the things that you, like, figure out how to do when you're, like, super poor. Like, uh-huh. like pro tips for poor people. Like... I remember getting really good at like budgeting stuff. I remember making my grocery list according, like I would make a menu for the week and I would plan a menu with like leftovers. And like, if I had extra of this, I could use it to make this meal. Like I was so strategic with planning my weekly meals and I would go to the grocery store and I could only get those specific items that were for that meal, like snack food was not an option in our house, and that that's that's how we lived. There was not extra money for extra things, like I had four hundred dollars a month for groceries for a family of four. And granted, this was in the two thousands, but that still was not very much money. Now it's like I'm like four hundred dollars a week, and I'm like, sheesh, how are we going to make what this work?
0: Heck? I'm rocking on like. Twenty dollars a month with my groceries right now. What That's were because you guys you're eating, eating beans
1: and rice. I had growing children.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I think. I wish I was growing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. There's no way that you're surviving on twenty dollars a month. Other people are are feeding you, Nathan.
0: For groceries, and yes, you're right. Other people are feeding me. But also, I keep buying the bread that expires the day after, and (laughs) I'll be honest, I eat it uh, two weeks later.
1: Well, I mean, pro tip, you can freeze that, and it's still good bread. uh, Also, I have to eat gluten-free bread, which is all frozen, so there's no such thing as good bread in my life.
0: Are you trying to out, like, complain me right now?
1: No, I'm just saying, if you're about to complain about frozen bread... no no no. I I've had to live off of frozen bread for like the last 10 years. You acquire say, a taste for it.
0: I did not say anything. I did not complain about frozen bread.
1: You were Just getting I'm ready not to. Eat it. <laughs> and you're not going to eat it because
0: because it's gross. Why would I already yep. eat frozen? Uh-huh. Rebecca, Rebecca, why would I eat frozen <laughs> bread whenever I can just eat the loaf? Because you're
1: poor and you need to preserve your bread as long as yeah, possible. Yeah, it's
0: not like the bread prices are going up. If I'm going to eat a sandwich, I'm going to eat a sandwich. It doesn't matter if it's old bread or new bread.
1: Also, I'm pretty sure you can get free bread at places.
0: Okay, I'm not like that poor.
1: Well, uh, You don't even have to give them an ID or anything. Like you just drive by and you're like, I need bread. And then they give yeah. you a box of bread. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> but there are people with like no jobs.
1: Yeah, but they always have leftover bread that they throw away. So, I mean, if you need bread, you need bread. Nathan, you're in need, and it's okay to ask for help if you need it.
0: Don't, why are we having this conversation?
1: Because I was talking about pro tips for poor people. I took advantage of that when I needed it.
0: I, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, you know what, Nathan? You don't have yet. to
1: worry because I just pass on my leftovers to you.
0: You do do that. Do do do
1: do. I'm also not saying you're poor. I'm just saying if if you are, you're poor. Never mind. I'm I'm saying it. I
0: have money in the bank. I'm poorer than I've ever been, but that doesn't mean I'm poor.
1: I mean, according to the poverty level I you know what you're not poor Nathan you're right
0: according to the poverty level my boss needs to text me back I think is, <laughs> I think that's the takeaway
1: no, you're doing great you're doing great Nathan
0: dude I'm killing it
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: I'm I'm out here. I'm slaying. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to know a secret? What? I have been playing Minecraft this entire podcast.
1: Are you kidding me? Nope. You've been slaying it the entire podcast. Multitasking.
0: Yep. Been uh, digging that dirt. You know? Rebecca, I listen, I don't get a lot of time to play games these these days. But I got to take advantage of every opportunity to play video games.
1: And you're and by saying that you don't get to play video games very often, you're totally joking because you play a lot of video games.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like I'm going to work
1: sometimes. Sometimes.
0: I, listen I, I can legitimately say I go to work as many times as I get the opportunity to mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we get to work together this Saturday I'm hoping that I don't get the same sickness that my son has
0: yeah you better not
1: I'm trying not to
0: I mean, I will I will beat you up if you do
1: I'm wearing an n95 mask every time I'm in the same room as him which isn't very as often you because I just well okay. He is 20, but I do go in and I take his temperature and I give him an ice pack and a popsicle and I bring his dishes upstairs. I wash my hands thoroughly and I wear that N95 mask firm on my face the entire time.
0: So should I go ahead and find a different co-host for Saturday then is what you're telling me? No, hold
1: off. I'm not sick yet. Just having sympathy pains. I don't know if it's real sick or just... (laughs)
0: Oh, you are having pains.
1: Well, like I oh, I've been feeling like warm in my eyes, you know? Like when your face feels kind of like you're getting ready to have a cold. I have been sneezing, but I didn't sneeze this entire podcast, so there's that. You're getting,
0: you're getting like that exhaustion feeling?
1: Uh yeah. In your eyes. Like yeah, just I feel a little tired. But, you know what? I'm probably just a little tired.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's probably yeah. just it. it's
0: ah, probably it. You're probably good to go to an airport, too, if you needed to travel anywhere.
1: I mean, I should probably make sure I'm COVID negative first. But, yeah, I don't have any actual symptoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there you go.
1: Yeah. All right. No
0: symptoms, no sickness.
1: That's all we have for you guys today. You want to cl- keep closing us out, Nathan?
0: uh i mean i can't see where we're at we're
1: done we're over we're over an hour so you you just you can end it
0: right oh because i do end it Uh uh-huh anyway thank you guys for listening thanks for your support (laughs) we appreciate you uh see you next time but until then my name's nathan
1: and i'm rebecca we out
0: oh and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and
1: good night